You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. It's Halloween month here on Babies Revisited. Red Rob! Red Rob! Red Rob! And now your hosts, Trey Harris and Daniel Sant'Angelo. Dan! Dad? Dad, are you all right? One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. Started too soon. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't stomach the damn vampires in the studio till Jesse hired that black dude with all the swords to come in and clear them out so we could podcast. <laughs> Blade. Oh, right, right, yeah. Okay. I knew where you were going there. But... Okay, that failed. Sorry, guys. But welcome <laughs> to the first episode of our horror Halloween horror marathon, if you will. Just backed by popular demand from last year. And the first one is a good one, perhaps, maybe. Perhaps, maybe not. We'll see what Daniel thinks. But it is the Lost Boys. Would you like to tell them who we are? Uh, I was getting there, but then you interrupted me because I was the exact <laughs> next thing I was going to say. You asshole. said Daniel first, so I thought you had just forgot about it. No, no, I knew. Mm. I learned from my mistakes occasionally. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanangelo for a second time. <laughs> and with, with us, as always, is our loyal vampire slayer slash producer, Jesse Sedgley. By the Of producing. Yep, that's me. <laughs> the Lost Boys, July thirty first, nineteen eighty seven, the day after my brother's third birthday, second birthday, sure. second birthday. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody would know. Just, <laughs> I was just trying to think, so I knew myself. I think was it eighty four, eighty five? It was eighty five. Anyway, IMDb seven point one, Rotten Tomatoes seventy five percent. Critics, 83% audience. Budget, I googled the hell out of this movie and could not find a budget. However, I do know that it opened for $5.2 million and made 32.2 in its domestic gross. No worldwide numbers to give you there, but it did make $14 million in rentals. So, What did it look like nice. as far as the budget went? I have no, oh, you haven't seen it? No, I'm just asking oh. you what you think it looked if like. If I had to guess how much they spent on making it. And the thing is, none of these guys in it were stars yet. Like, Kiefer Sutherland wasn't big. Right. Uh... Maybe 20, 15, 20. Yeah. Oh, Daniel had a reaction. There's just wasn't a ton of special effects. A lot of the vamp tour. Towards of the end, effects. there was a good bit, but eh, it's kind of close. I would say more like 10. It's, I mean, I would say no more than 20 on the yeah. high end and 10 on the low end, definitely. But uh, it looks good. It's directed by Joel Schumacher. I would not say great because he's done Batman Forever, eh. Batman and Robin, and the. Uh, Theatrical version of Fan of the Opera, the musical, which I'm sure you've probably seen, Jesse. What do you think yeah. of what do you think of the um, movie one? I like the, the idea of it, exposing people to that. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was very early on in the uh, translation of stage to movies. Yeah. So I appreciate it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, though, yeah, I think it was all right. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I haven't seen the stage version before, then the movie. Like, I thought it did a exactly good job of why. 
translating it over there. Uh, not, however, translating Batman Schumacher, since you put nipples on the bat suit and added huge cod pieces. Uh, should be noted that Joel Schumacher is openly gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it there is. It's worth mentioning, especially because we're about to talk about the Lost Boys, and there's some very, very homoerotic moments in this movie. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's pretty funny when, like, as a kid, I didn't pay attention to any of that. But when you watch it as an adult, it's just like, wow. Kind of like when you watch He Man. Funny you played that. Yeah. There's so much like. <laughs> Where him and Skeletor like rat wrestle and hold each other, it's like, Ugh, yeah, ah! you know. For Christ's sake, there's a character called Fisto with a giant metal fist in He-Man. So, no, but it's funny to look at it, you know, with a pair of adult, or to watch anything, a lot of stuff from your child, I should say, with a pair of adult eyes, so to speak. Um, but it was uh, written by Janice Fisher, Fisher, excuse me, James Jeremias, and Jeffrey Bohm, who you might remember, I believe, from last week's episode. Uh, thank you, Daniel putting my bottle, my cap on my water, because I was fiddling with it. Starring Jason Patrick as Michael. Uh, you might remember him from, from such films as Speed 2, <laughs> The Alamo, and Narc. Uh, and it should be noted that Jason Patrick is also the son of uh, the guy that played the young priest in The Exorcist. I don't remember his real name. Never watched Father The Exorcist. Father Karras. Too bad. made in the 80s. Done. Huh? I've never watched The Exorcist. Well, maybe we'll have to do it just as a throwback. One day. Oh, next year. it's the seventies. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish it was the. It would. Mm. We would have done it last year if it had been in the eighties. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also Corey Haim as Sam, also from License to Drive, and he played another ho- good horror movie with werewolves and Gary Busey. Gary Busey was not a werewolf. Uh, called Silver Bullet, based on a story by Stephen King. And this is the eighties. If Corey Haim's in a movie, there's one thing that's for certain: is that Corey Feldman will also be in this movie. And of course, Corey Feldman is Edgar Frog. A veteran of the podcast with the Goonies. Uh, that damn here. song. I was getting there. That was the last <laughs> one I put. Also, uh, Stand By Me, Friday the 13th, uh, Part 4, and who can forget the worldwide blockbuster, Ascension Millennium, which um, is on my iPod. As I told you when we first listened to it and discovered this amazing thing, I listen to it at least once a day because it gets me so pumped up. Woo! <laughs> there it was. This pumps you up. Yeah. If you haven't if you haven't seen this yet, go to YouTube, check it out. It's too awesome not to experience. Just play it in the background. Once. I appreciate it. That's like my theme music now. <laughs> Every time I come to your house, I want that play. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm sorry to get distracted by the hot chick. Uh, but also, of course, Kiefer Sutherland as David. Also, my, most younger people might know him as Jack Power from 24. But of course, he was also in such 80s films as Flatliners and also Stand By Me. Uh, Diane Weist was Lucy, the mother of Sam and Michael. She was also in Edward Scissorhands, I Am Sam, and also a veteran of the podcast on Footloose. So we've seen her before. And Jamie Gertz was Star. Uh, the biggest thing most people I remember her from is the annoying uh, girlfriend in Twister. Yep. Uh, psychiatrist, I think she was, mm-hmm. talking about penis problems on the phone in the back seat for half the movie. Uh, but also, we got cows. That was the famous line she said in that movie. But also a TV show called Still Standing. Uh, yeah, that's about up for her. Uh, Edward Herman was Max, the head vampire. Spoiler alert. He was also in Gilmore Girls, Aviator. But you m- most likely, you've, if you haven't seen this movie, you have heard this dude's voice because he does 90% of the specials for the History Channel and Discovery Channel and a whole shit ton of commercials. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His voice, like he's, uh, like a, how the states got their name. All, oh, Those kind of little programs. Uh, that's his voice. Like he's, We watched that a good bit. He does a lot of that stuff. Like, uh, the Dodge commercials when it used to just be narration it was him I think it was Dodge it was one of those brands but he's done a shit ton and I would be remiss not to mention of course that Alex Winter is Marco and you probably don't know who Alex Winter is Daniel but 
He's Bill from Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I know who that was. Yeah. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention him. Because the only other thing he's done pretty much is Bill and Ted 1 mm-hmm. and 2 in a movie called Freaked. Which I heard was real, extremely funny, but I've never seen. But perhaps that's I should. 5.7 on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest film of the why, year. Why is he known more for that one? I think because he directed it. Um, I think he co-directed it. Yeah, Tom Stern and Alex Winter. Probably wrote some of it, too. Got Brooke Shields in it. I'd, I'd hmm. see it for that. 90s Brooke Shields. So. Hmm. Oh, he didn't even say... Oh, yeah, Robot Chicken. As Bill S. Preston, Esquire. <laughs> yeah. Of course he's going to do his own voice. <laughs> I'm not, hey, Seth Green, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I can do please my own let voice. Me do it. Please. But, Daniel, have you ever seen The Lost Boys before? Nope. Have you ever heard of The Lost Boys? Yep. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The Peter Pan Lost Boys or this Lost mm-hmm. Boys? I mean, I've heard of the, the, the name of the movie, but I didn't know anything about it. Gotcha. What did you, what did you, before you watched it, what did you think it was about? Any preconceived? Yeah. I mean, did you have any do about anything about vampires or just... I think there was a thing where I was telling somebody the two that we were doing. Mm-hmm. It might have been even one of y'all. It was somebody I was talking about, and they said, oh, it was vampires. Yeah, so that's how I knew. Son of a bitch, spoiler. <laughs> you got yeah. spoiled. Yeah. But anyway, I was curious, because uh, when I was a kid, I didn't know, when it first came out, I obviously didn't see it in the theater. I remember seeing the cover of the VHS, and I'm like, what is this about? And, of course, the cover doesn't exactly tell you what it's... Well, I think it says some of vampires on it, but I'm not sure if the... Mm-hmm. The, the uh, VHS copy said it uh, yeah. back in the day. Uh, but I always wondered what it was about until I finally saw it on television many years later. Uh, but anyway, you've seen it for the first time. Never yeah. seen it before. No. You found, you found out it was about vampires right before you watched it. Mm-hmm. What would you think of it? Um, <laughs> He's got a sinister, uh, sly little smile on his face. Um, let's break this down into thirds. Okay, Ooh. good, good. Yeah. Okay. Didn't break, care for b- 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 breakdown. <laughs> didn't like it's it's about ninety minutes long. So didn't like yeah. the first thirty minutes mm-hmm. at all. Setting up the story. I was kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. what did you think of the shirtless saxophone player? I don't even remember what you're talking about. Whoa! But like, oh, like oh okay, yeah, okay, yeah. He looked was, like a football player, yeah. like he was so he looked big. like a wrestler. Yeah. Okay, now I know you're talking. About. But he was uh, real emotional yeah. when he was singing. Sing, big eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the skit. Like, I remember that awkward sax dude YouTube thing a few years ago? Right. That was inspired by this guy yeah. in real life <laughs> from this movie. His Ooh, name's Don something. But I, he, he was a huge... He's huge. He looks like... A, a, I mean, it's a shame he wasn't a wrestler. He's got like a greaseback mohawk... I mean, not mohawk, a mullet. <laughs> metal chain around his neck, sequin pants, totally shirtless and greased up with a saxophone. And he's like rocking the shit out of the saxophone. Yeah. More like, than... Better... Rocking it harder than that. Whenever uh, I was watching it, didn't watch it all at once. Uh, mm-hmm. like, I guess I watched about maybe 40 minutes, and then I did, did some stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, Andrew, I don't... Because I mean, you got a little bored with it? you know? Cause Not you really said- that. I think one... I actually think I watched it like one time at like 11.30 at night until Andrew was ready to go to bed, and then I stopped. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was like, Andrew, I don't know about this one. <laughs> <laughs> and it gradually got really damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, towards the end, was I love the end of it. Yeah. Last 30 minutes are really cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a, a constant build-up for me. Yeah. Some of the things were so annoying, though. What am I about to say? Most annoying thing in the film to me is freaking Corey... Haim? No. He oh. didn't bother me that much. Really? So, some of these kind of like... Corey Feldman? Hit that voice, yeah. I could not... Every time I heard that voice, hey, I wanted to mute it. It's his voice. <laughs> That's how he... No... 
That's how he really talks. I mean, not quite as gruff. Yeah. But I mean, y'all. I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely acting like a, trying to act like a badass kid in this movie. Yeah, but that, I hate that. I can't stand that. Your brother's a vampire. Yeah, what are we going to have to do? How much should we charge for this? We're going to have to kill him. It's just it's pathetic, his voice. No wonder nobody <laughs> likes him. Hey, hey, I like Corey Feldman. Corey, if you're listening, give me a call. Get you on the podcast. <laughs> give me a copy of Essential Millennium Signed. Appreciate that. <laughs> that song is a bit That's catchy. a very key issue you, you're looking for. Kiefer Sutherland looks fantastic to me as a villain. He's and a badass. His voice, his voice was awesome. Uh, so if, you, if the devil appeared before you, was like, "Hey, you're going to hell," <laughs> that would just make it worse for you. I would. I don't know. You couldn't run away from the devil, so I don't know what you would do then. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you talk like a Feldman, God, I just. I don't know. I couldn't care. I couldn't stand his voice. But. uh Every time, like I saw the uh, the group together, I thought of the Chappelle show skit with the group of vampires together. Oh, the way they kind of looked and walked up at the same time. I thought of the Prince Chappelle show yeah. skit. Where they're all like, they still wearing the same thing they wore at the club. See how he sounded. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Right. Kid Rambo. Hey man, read this. I told you, I don't like horror comics. Think of it more as a survival manual. There's a number on the back. And pray that you never need to call us. Oh. Things got serious. I'd call the Frog <laughs> Brothers. They show, like, the League of Extraordinary Vampire Slayers. Then you got Blade, Hugh Jackman from Van Helsing, uh, Frog Brothers, Buffy. Mm-hmm. That'd be a, hey, that'd be a pretty good movie. I mean, if anybody's listening out there, or a comic book series. Um, so the soundtrack of this movie was good. Yeah, the music was good. I liked it. What's the one with the... the I see that. I don't know much about, like, a who, who's singing on this a lot. It was NXS was singing a lot of this, were performing a lot of these songs. I'm not sure. I, I mean, was looking... Uh, at the end in the credits and I think there were like two or three from them and there's a lot of stuff in the background like music because mm-hmm. I mean, the main thing I remember is the cup, Echo and the Bunnymen covering uh, what's the People one, Are Strange what's the song where it was like the little kids singing certain little verses like I ain't got a man I ain't got a man and he's in the bathtub no our little oh, cry oh, little sister I don't know what you're talking about is it like, cry little sister when David dies yeah yeah I don't know the name of that song I know which, yeah it's like thou shalt not fall yeah, yeah I like that this is Cry Little Sister. Mm, it might be. Just gotta get to like the little girls start talking. Even right now, it sounds cool though. Huh? Yeah. I'm break it down real slow. Mm. Lost boys. Coming at ya. <laughs> Lost boys. <laughs> yeah, boys with a Z. <laughs> Oh, album on here? That was a rap city. Oh. track you were looking for? Yeah, this is this is one of the songs. Yeah, this is it. Mm. Badass song. Gerard McMahon, Cry Little Sister. If you'd like to download it. This is a 104.7, the Lost Boys soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, 
So overall, you liked it. I mean, we'll get the scores later on, of course, but I mean... I would watch it again if it came on TV. Wow. That's, That's surprising. Good. It surprised me, too. Really? <laughs> the first 30 minutes. As long as it wasn't the first 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. That, it, it has a, I think it has a good pacing, and it, you know, like you said, it, it builds. It, it definitely and then builds, it, yeah. you know, gets up and builds up and up. They're setting everything up. Uh, another little, little thing that sounds kind of weird, but the damn dogs on this movie are awesome looking. I would mm-hmm. want one of those dogs. There's <laughs> a husky and yeah, I think it was Siberian husky, and then uh, well, the white dog. The yeah. nook was a husky, but yeah, I don't. And the other one was uh, Thorn was the name. I'm trying to think yeah. what it looks like. I guess oh, he's a German Shepherd. I don't know. He's the, I'm not the white dog in the middle. Dogs. This one? Yeah. I guess that's a... An I don't know what it shepherd. is, but anyway. Hmm. Cool looking dogs. Thank you, Max. Hmm. Uh, Thorn is the answer. <laughs> oh, Jason Patrick has a good look to him to me, too. Have you seen him today? Nope. Uh, has he lost it? Yeah. <laughs> He's lost. His hairline is falling off the back of his head. He kind of looks like... Let's go with a little less Johnny Depp. I mean, that's obviously a calm over. <laughs> no offense, Jason Patrick. I mean, it's going to happen to all of us eventually. Yep. Who's that guy with them right there? They usually say. Jeff oh, Dean Diff- no, the comedian. Mm. Yeah. And from other movies, too. Can't think of any others. Courier. Yeah, Courier. Filmed here in Baton Rouge. <laughs> did you work on that one, Jesse? Or was that. Uh, I did auditions for it. There you go. Bringing it back home, six degrees of Jesse Sedgley. Yep. <laughs> Sedulation. So, what was your favorite part? <laughs> Overall, was your like your you know what moment do you really remember that sticks out? The deaths, like at in the, the end. end. <laughs> no two bloodsuckers die the same way. Especially the. Uh, I mean, it was gross, but it was bathtub. Oh, <laughs> which. Cool. I don't know a lot about plumbing, but I'm pretty sure that if a vampire explodes in your tub, it's not going to send shockwaves through every water pipe in the house to start spewing brown sewage. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to just blow up the tub. I, think I would agree with everything you said, except my hatred or dislike is with the other Corey. He doesn't bother me that much. He's, again, okay, again, I have nothing <laughs> against homosexuals. You know, I mean, that's true. You know, that's fine. I've nothing wrong with that. But this movie, his character is so like closet the whole time. And speaking of closet, how, did you see the poster on his closet door? Did you see how close he got to his brother yeah, no, in that one? No, scene I was going to bring that up. Every single time Jason Patrick and uh, Corey Haim talk, it's never like we're talking. They got to invade each other's space. Watch, I'm going over to Daniel's mic. Daniel, Daniel, I'm in your face. You got to stop these vampires. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And, they, and it's when we should stream the video. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the part like where he kills the vampire with the stereo. You know, death by stereo. He shoots the arrow at the vampire. He goes into the thing. He starts getting electrocuted. He jumps on Jason Patrick, who's already a vampire, pretty much invulnerable to a lot. You know, sparks. I'm sure. Cup, grabs him around the neck and hugs him tight. And they both look up and stare at each other. You know, death by stereo. Whoa. And he's singing in the shower. <laughs> I mean, he's singing in the bathtub. And his lyric is, "I ain't got a man." <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then here's the, the piece de la resistance. On his closet door is a half-naked picture of Rob Lowe. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Half-naked Rob Lowe. Now, I did research this. this Joe, Joel Schumacher put that there himself. Okay, he's gay, so obviously his, maybe his crush on Rob Lowe. But he, his Go story for putting it there was uh, mm-hmm. because uh, he, he had just worked with Rob Lowe on St. Elmo's Fire. Oh. So, mm-hmm. But, you know, um, there were some chicks in that movie, too. Where's their posters? <laughs> Schumacher yeah. wanted to get get a little down low, 
L-O-W-E, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nah, but... Uh, and watching it as an adult again, going back to like a key man reference, when you watch something from your childhood, sometimes you see, and again, I'm using, not using, don't get mad at me, Macklemore, I'm not using gay in a bad term. I'm saying that it's. He's not gay. I know, but he's like, <laughs> that's gay, gets dropped on a daily. Have I you know. read the YouTube comments lately? So I, does the gay angle ever get played into the movie at no. all? Okay, no, it's so not, it's just something in the background. Yeah, I mean, it's. That's it, why it doesn't fit. I got, I got yeah. a little bone to pick. It's just silly. I mean, it's, it's something as an adult you kind of watch and like <laughs> giggle at, because. Yeah. Got but, a little bone to pick. Okay. Uh oh. I have a wonderful wife, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm not in my courting days anymore. Those are over. I got the one-on-one. Why, in a lot of these movies that, you, you know, if Jason Patrick's sitting there and he's eyeing and he's seeing Jamie Gertz up at the little mm-hmm. concert where the, 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 viol- <laughs> the saxophone guy... I don't see he can take his eyes off of that dude. Yeah. <laughs> why does she have to run away? What the hell? Like a if staple. Sit- yeah, I know. Why is it that? If you're sitting there, like, staring at a nice, beautiful woman... Wouldn't you want to just meet each other? Well, and have what's a that talk? old saying? Like if you throw it away and it comes back, it's meant to be. So she's like running away, and if he comes after, it's meant to be. She's huh. just like, oh wait, he's he likes me. Let me run off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It should be noted. Like anytime me and Autumn go out to eat, usually just as an end joke, we'll, like she'll ask what I get, and you know it's just like, oh, it's maggots. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> we always make a reference to that, that one line for some reason sticks out. One more question from me. I didn't, this time I didn't look at any, really mm-hmm. a lot of this. Why so much Jim Morrison? That's just they wanted the vampires to be like, okay. You no, know, there's, there's no reason just I was set you've dressing and that, there was a yeah, cover. Yeah, seen that picture a yeah. lot during our poster. And Jason uh, Patrick has a Jim, look at the cover of the movie, he looks yeah. like Jim Morrison. Yeah. There's yeah. no like, at least that I found looking up stuff. There's a ton. There's a ton of stuff about how gay the movie is, <laughs> about the latent, you know, the subliminal homosexual mm-hmm. aspect. But there's nothing about Jim Morrison. So, and also, uh, we're not doing it on the podcast this year, but Nightmare on Elm Street too. Go, there's like entire blogs about that. The whole movie is a metaphor for a kid being in the closet in his teenage years, and not a wow. horror movie. That's all subtext. <laughs> it's and like it's it's seriously like a well written like thesis, like it's an established fact almost that. That's what that movie's about, and why nobody likes it. Wow. Because I don't know Street 2 sucks. It does. It's, it's a terrible movie. Hmm. But then when you wa- I read that article, I'm like, wait. You know, you, you read something, you scroll. The internet's a strange and unusual place. Like, sure. You know, oh, alien bodies found. Eh. Now on Elm Street is a homosexual, you know, love letter. What? I've seen that movie. It's not gay. And then, nope. Yeah, it is. I mean, Freddy Krueger tries to spend the whole movie getting into a young boy's body. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, re- just Google it and read it. Like they point out so many things, and it's just—it's a little weird. <laughs> huh. But again, there's crackpot theories for everything. Sure. But that's like that's, that's exactly it, that's what it a is. widely debate. I mean, it's a, it's like debated like as much as in the gay horror circles. Apparently, it's as deb- it's debated as much as Han shooting first and geek Star Wars culture. There's a lot of shit on the internet, like trying to dissect it as to why that's what the movie's really about. Hmm. That's the subject in the you know the horrors. Which good movies are like that? They have a theme about it, and then it's wrapped in a story of something. I mean, next we, but like, if we need to pick a movie and come up with some weird thing like that it with it, yeah, virally. spread it, yeah, that would be cool if, it, if we actually did. <laughs> we on Tosh? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Sound like a baby? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so overall, you liked it. That's a good thing. Yes. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll get on with the trivia now. There's damn Corys. Yeah, Haim, uh, and Hamish no longer with us. But did you know that? Yeah, he, he died a while back. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was only meant to wear the black gloves he wears when he drives his motorcycle when he 
drives a motorcycle, but he actually broke his arm while messing around the bike between the scenes, and he fell off and he broke his arm. <laughs> so he wears a cast. To, I mean, uh, he wears the gloves still to kind of hide the cast of his arm. So when I looked for it, I couldn't. couldn't it was those things you really couldn't see? Hmm. Unlike uh, Rumble in the Bronx, where Jackie Chan broke his ankle and he wears a cast that's painted like a shoe. <laughs> and if you and a few scenes, you can catch it. Or Pursuit of Red X when Tim got his wisdom. Oh yeah, his face is pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and of course, in case you didn't notice, the, the name of the film is a reference to Peter Pan. And in the original story, there was a lot more of the Peter Pan element brought in to where the movie was basically Peter Pan with vampires. And so much, in fact, that uh, I think the kids in Peter Pan were... One of them was Michael and one of them was John, I think, but they changed it to Michael and Sam. And the mm. mom was going to be called Wendy in this, mm. which is like, that's like too much. It's like, hey, this is Peter Pan. You're slapping people in the face with it, you know. So they did change a lot of that. And it was originally meant to be like younger kid vampires, not uh, uh-huh. teenage vampires. Uh, and the Frog Brothers would have, were going to be the main protagonists. They were going to be fat kids like Chunk from the Goonies. That's mm. and nothing against fat kids. That's what they were going to. That was the line on the internet. They said was going what it was going to be. But uh, Schumacher, in one of his moments of actual good ideas, decided like, "Hey, I'm not doing this movie unless I can make it, you know, older and edgier, and I don't want to work with kids pretty much." So that's mm. I, I can thank him for that. <laughs> I'll never forgive him for the nipples on the bat suit, but right, I can I can give him that. Uh, talked about why he has that red uh, Rob Lowe poster up. Let's see. Oh, the name of the Frog Brothers, in case you didn't catch that one. Their names are Edgar and Allen. Obviously, we know that leads to uh, reference to Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like, you always hear, like, oh, yeah, and Scarface, man, they say fuck like 116 times or this word, blah, blah, blah. The name Michael in this movie is spoken approximately. Would you care to, anybody care to? Throw a guess out. How many times they say the name Michael in this movie? I know Kiefer says it a ton, and, and Sam, or Corey Haim says it a ton. 78. I have to say more than that. Say 180. Wow. You're, in Price is Right, you would have lost because you went over. Oh. But the answer is 118 times. God dang. And you think it's a 90-minute movie. <laughs> so that means it's said at least, you know, almost twice a minute, uh, twice a minute 20, roughly. That's how wow. often they say that name, Michael. Like you said, Court Mike, Michael. It's maggots, Michael. <laughs> Michael. 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 Like they just throw it in, like mm. in between sentences. I'm going to make you a Michael vampire, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> just, I need to go to Michael in the Michael. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking South Marklar. It's our word yeah, for Marklar. <laughs> it means Marklar. In this movie, it's Michael. It's said 118 times. <laughs> uh, this is pretty funny. The movie was actually filmed in Santa Cruz. Uh, California, of course. Santa Cruz in Spanish means... Any Spanish speakers here? Whale's vagina. <laughs> you are so close. <laughs> if it would have been Cruz with a Z-E, you'd be exactly right. However, with, uh, C-R-U-Z means Holy Cross, uh, which is kind of ironic to the movie about vampires. But, of course, the name of the movie is Santa Clara. I don't Santa think that's Clara. right. Cl- it's not even what you said. It's how serious you got at that one moment. Whale's vagina. <laughs> that was a, I know what it means. How dare you question me, like... Retort. But, uh, and this actually was the first Corey's first movie together. Uh, of course, the popular 80s trend with the two Corey's. Uh, started a number of teenage films together, of course, so blah, blah, blah. And that's pretty much it as far as trivia goes. And it should be noted that there are two direct-to-DVD sequels to this movie. Mm. One's The Tribe and one's The Thirst. Uh, I saw the first one. I think the first one was The Tribe. And it was definitely a made-for-television movie. Uh, but uh, Haim is in... I think him and the other one are in both of them, or it might just be in one of them. He's just in that one. Uh, the tribe. 
uh, not super, whatever. Yeah, but it's not good. Does that compare <laughs> the to the thirst? Original? Yeah, there was two. The thirst. Yeah, he's the, in the thirst too. It's basically him coming back, and the vampires come back, and Frog Brothers have to help infiltrate and kill the vampires again. But yeah, if you like the series, it's worth watching <laughs> once. I mean, I'm sure Sci-Fi will probably have it on sometime during this month, randomly. Wow. But uh, yeah, if you like the movies, and Two if you like Corey Feldman, if you don't hate him like Daniel does, you can go to Amazon.com and watch it right there instantly. You don't have to wait for the Sci-Fi channel. I don't know if I hate Actually, him. Actually, go to awesomepods.com and click on the Amazon yeah. link. Go to help the show. Go there first. Go to our site first, then click the Amazon link. Awesomepods.com. And that will help us out. And you could watch The Tribe. You probably even going to see Original Lost Boys because it's not on Netflix. So go check out awesomepods.com and then head on over to amazon.com and help us out. So, yep. any final thoughts on The Lost Boys? I'm just glad that it got better mm-hmm. because it. I just didn't care for the start, but it got <laughs> way better. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Kiefer uh, needs to be a villain more. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. And actually, there was there was the an idea at first because you don't David never his body is still there. It doesn't like disintegrate or inhabit and possess uh-huh. the pipes and leak out. So there was talk because the movie was successful enough where there was sequel talk. Uh, and then we're gonna have David come back because he didn't disappear. Which the master's dead. He doesn't die for some reason, and you know it cures everybody else, but he's still a vampire. It was actually gonna be called the Lost Girls, which sounds like a porn parody yeah. nowadays. <laughs> Which I'd pay money to see that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was an original idea. And then, of course, 20 years later, they make The Tribe and The Thirst and straight to DVD. It seems like it, was, it took place in Hawaii or something. Like, right off the bat, it's just like, okay, that's a bad decision. The second one took place, I mean, The Thirst took place in California, according to this. Okay. I saw, I saw the something other on one. The Tribe that said, I looked at a name, it said something Sutherland. Tribe. Angus Sutherland? Is he any kin to? Let's find out. Well, he's son a of badass. Donald Sutherland. Oh, yeah, oh I, remember, I, I did read that. Brother. He's a stepbrother to uh, Keith. Oh. Stepbrother. Cool. Keep trying to look badass, bro. You ain't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But in the real world, again, this released July 31st, 1987. On the same day, the Docklands Wright Railway in London, the first driverless railway, ra- railway the railway <laughs> car, <laughs> railway in Great Britain, is formally opened by Queen Elizabeth II. So no human drove the trains. Hmm. Skynet. That's where it began. Yep. Damn them. I'm moving it. I'm stopping. I'm, I'm rolling this D8. I'm rolling initiative <laughs> for this conversation. That's right. But uh, score-wise, Daniel, what would you give The Lost Boys? I'd probably give it about an eight. Mm-hmm. That's wow. actually a, a one, point, one point of a point higher than I'd give it. Mm. 7.9. Wow, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Is that Again, I like half, like I'm like you, like I like half of it way better than the other half. Okay. Especially after you've seen it once, it's just like eh. Is this the first movie then that I haven't watched but gave a higher rating than you? Yeah, but my like a 7.9 on my scale is like a 9 on your scale. Yeah, that's true. Even well, on the adjusted scale, let's say I mean it's only one shiver of a point <laughs> difference, so yeah. let's not argue over points of points. And they agree they still the the so, uh, Kiefer's crew needs to make a band, like make a group. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in the it's so funny because you know, you know you nowadays bikers hang out in bars, you know, or punks hang out in bars or street corner, you know, unsavory areas. These dudes hang out on a kid's merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, 
I guess that, that's the badass thing to do in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. You don't know which direction they're going. Hey, let's go to the merry-go-round, pick up some chicks, and pick fights. <laughs> oh God, I hate to see you, but like one day when you have a kid, <laughs> and you see me like pass up, like walking the merry-go-round, like pushing everybody out the way. <laughs> And then he was like, I told you never come on the merry-go-round again. The next shot shows him still walking on the merry-go-round. <laughs> he did like And I think, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm not a vampire movie historian, but I think this might be one of the first to have the uh, POV cam of you know, the vampires flying, mm-hmm. which plays into next week's movie mm-hmm. as well, which we'll get into then. Because I watched it back-to-back, and I was like, hey, that's the same shot. And this one came out, or, no, oh, excuse me, in next week's movie was first. 85. Yeah. Yeah, this was Not 80s, this, But I think, yeah. I wonder if that's where he got the inspiration to do that POV shot instead of showing that they're vampires in the first five seconds by just having the camera swoop in. Oh, and also, did you notice, you know when they're in the cave and it zooms out of the cave, the camera does, right after they leave? Uh, if you watch, the ocean is going backwards because they reversed the film. The they, waves are <laughs> sucking back into the ocean. I don't, they did that another time when, I think it was in the fight at the very end where it showed them it showed it rewind the film of them basically jumping up. Yeah, but it really was them falling down. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was. One was. Of <laughs> and I think the Wachowskis got a little uh, inspired by this film too. When David and Michael jump at each other, yeah. it's straight up Matrix. Or, <laughs> except of course it's not shot as well. But they're just without the absence of bullet time, they're, they're spinning. I'm just like, this is the Matrix. This is <laughs> almost a shot for shot for, like a uh, copy of the Matrix. But uh, what do your sports rewind or what you want to do next? We could do. We'll do it. I'm ready. Sports Rewind. Boo. All right. Didn't have... <laughs> <laughs> I looked uh, at video games and sports didn't have any real good ones at all. So we're going to get into kind of a sports entertainment. Sports Ooh. Hybrid Rewind. <laughs> Lost Boys came out on July 31st, 1987. Um Oh, shit. I didn't get a date for this, but anyway. Sherry Martell beats the fabulous Moolah oh. for the WWF Women's Championship belt. So Snap. The thing about that is I can't stand the women's stuff now. <laughs> yeah, the I don't WWE, like it. I will, if I DVR, fast forward it every time. Mm-hmm. Me too. Pretty much lost it with me after Lita and Trish. Yeah. I just don't care for it anymore. Well, they can actually do shit. They're nice eye candy, yeah, but... It doesn't save it for me. Right. What do y'all think of that? I'm the same way. Yeah. I fast forward. Unless it's like, you know, if they're, uh, if it's guys and girls involved Mixed in a match, maybe something. I'll stay around. But now they're, uh, if it's just them, did they, I don't even watch it. I watched the end of, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Actually, speaking of WWE, we're, we're recording this on uh, October 1st. And as like right at this moment, uh, we're recording Baton Rouge. There is SmackDown. For the WOD going on right now at the uh, River Center in Baton Rouge. So if we weren't doing this... That's where you'd be? Probably not, but (laughs) it's at least going on. There's some some Daniel Bryan's near us, you know. (laughs) But anyway, did they just recently do um, his real-life girlfriend making that angle? Did you watch? Oh, Oh, you didn't finish Raw. I didn't finish, but I know they got engaged or whatever. Yeah, okay. I didn't know much about that until last night, and then they did some skits. Like it Is that showed. Real World or k Five? No, it's Real World, but I, they're using that. Like, to promote the uh, pay-per-view is this Sunday. 
to promote it at the end, Daniel Bryan basically, as he does a lot of the time, gets his ass whooped. Right. And uh, one of the Bella twins or whatever comes down and tries to save him, and then Orton doesn't give a shit and like <laughs> does more to him. So yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, like the, I'm more of a fan of the the chicks that kind of go on the sideline. Yeah, like Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. I use like this, use this human shield so yeah. <laughs> distracting the ref. Yeah, which Mart- Sherry Martell did that both. The, you know, Re- when the, she was managing Macho King, <laughs> the women just botch it so much. It's not yeah. even worth watching to me. Yeah, clearly like no contact and <laughs> well, they hit with their <laughs> elbows. Supposedly their elbows. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. my little. I would have kind of agreeing. And like you said, it's all, it's all eye candy. That's the only reason they're there. There's not really much talent. Mm. In the ring, at least. Sorry, ladies, if you like that. But write in and defend. Eighties <laughs> revisited. At gmail. And if you are a WWE diva, I send a signed picture. <laughs> we love you. You <laughs> know, from my biggest fan, Trey. It's T R E Y, by the way. Uh, appreciate that. And that was Sports Rewind. Brought to you by Amazon.com. <laughs> Awesomepods.com. Yeah. Via Amazon. Or Amazon.com, go through Amazon. Yeah. There you go. Amazon via awesomepods.com. And of course, this we is. We need some lighting for this. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'll Hello. I'm Trey Harris, one of the hosts of 80s Revisited, and I'd like to talk to you about Amazon.com. <laughs> but wait. First, go to awesomepods.com. Yeah. Click on the link to go. No, we need George Decay. Click oh on the link to go. To Amazon.com and read my scintillating reviews of products. <laughs> Does and he now you know he this? Yeah, like on his Facebook page, he's like, hey, I wrote a review for this. Go check it out. I don't know if he wrote it or it was on his little. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, George <my>. Decay. <laughs> we did it? pretty good on your quiz. Oh, the last mm-hmm. two? Mm-hmm. On Why Don't You Know This? Yeah. On the Awesome Podcast. Yeah, we did real good on the last, like the sixth or fourth one, number four, the second one. I ease back a little bit. I made them a little easier. <laughs> the first question's always like stupid easy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's intentional. Who doesn't know this? Yeah. And there's like, wait, wait a second. Yeah. Which one? They just got order. But of course, this is our first film for Halloween Horror uh, Part D. Uh, and for the Back to the Future segment, I figured instead of talking about a movie nowadays, because there's not that many good ones that I've seen. But if you want to, here's a quick pick. After Earth, don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> check out, I was going to bring up, I ask a whole different horror question each week to get y'all's thoughts on anybody out there, you know, make you think and send in your answers. Yes, but, I have uh, killed someone. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> nah. Go ahead. No women, no kids. <laughs> uh, so, but this week, this question is, is just, just very general for the first week. What's your favorite horror movie? Hmm. Not, I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not asking like the best, what is the, not the best one, but what is your personal favorite? Well, that sticks out in my mind, which I think I brought up before, was uh, Phantasm mm-hmm. with the little balls yeah. that float around and go through your system. That movie, part two, scared me, terrified me as a kid. Instead of the <laughs> one that like hit the dude, like drilled the yeah, hole and, and had like the chick with the worm coming out of her back and little evil orange goose spewing Jawas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another one I watched in my childhood was Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. That one all. never like I know a lot of and, yeah, I know that a lot of people that me. I've heard like the the sister on the bed yeah maybe jump but I wasn't like wasn't no large Marge. I watched so many that they they none of them really got to me. Yeah. Oh, did but. y'all um, Jesse? Did you watch The Voice? Nope. Oh, I thought you watched it. Um, the wife does. What's uh, Dottie? 
is one of the people on the voice from Pee Wee. She auditioned <laughs> like, and made it. Yeah. Wow. Or Tommy Pickle, whatever you would huh. know her more from. Wow. Interesting. So that was your scary movie, Pee Wee? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine is, if I guess you can consider horror thrillers, The Shining. Mm-hmm. My figured. favorite. Yeah. yeah. Excellent yeah. choice. And speaking of The Shining, Stephen King just released, released a new book called Dr. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Oh, wow. So I'm sure it will be a movie sooner rather than later. Just came out recently, pretty recently. And I was like, because I was, oh, well, you know, I was interested, like, oh, a new Stephen King book. And I look on the cover of Dr. Sleep, and it's like the se- long-awaited sequel to The Shining. I'm like, well, hell yeah. Interesting. But I'll probably wait for the movie, because, of course, the Stephen King book is as thick as the dictionary. What is your favorite? You should know. Or should he? He should. That night we watched it together, me, you, and Dobson. Hot cookies. Oh, Halloween. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. That's actually my favorite and what I would say would be the best horror movie. Mm-hmm. It, that's probably one of the only questions I could where I could say, like, you know, where there's a difference, you know, where you're differentiating what you think the best made one is and then also the your favorite, where I would say those choices would be congruent. Scooch. So there you go. Scooch indeed. And I think that about does it for this first film in our horror, horribly, horribly horror Halloween broadcasting <laughs> uh, and if you need to get in contact with us send us your favorite horror movies our email is 80srevisited at gmail.com and speaking of email there's an email I am re- I must apologize to you Scotty first of all because I didn't bring it up when we recorded last time uh, but Scotty I don't know if I guess it's Martin because your e- email address is scottyleemartin at yahoo.com Scotty Dan uh, and he sent this in which was really cool this was after the Robocop episode uh, but Scotty says, uh, so I just listened to your podcast on the movie, i.e. Robocop, and thought you'd get a kick out of knowing that I am actually restoring it. I've been doing restoration since 2003, and I've worked on some very big movies over the years and find it very entertaining that I, not only to have worked on this, but back in 2009 I worked on Starship Troopers and also got a tickle seeing a friend in a movie. The actor Jesse Goins played one of Clarence's gang members. When I told him what I was working on, he laughed and said, uh, spend some extra time to make him look good. Again, thought you'd like to know. Take care, Scotty. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you for letting us know. And that's really fucking cool, man. Uh, Hopefully the remastered version of RoboCop will be out soon because the current Blu-ray is a little bit of graining. A little bit of graining. A little bit graining. Could definitely use some clearing up and some restoration. So do a good job for me. Let us know when it's out and stay in touch. And thanks for listening. Uh, But again, send an email to 80svisit.gmail.com if you want to be as cool as Scotty. Uh, Also, look us up on Facebook at uh, Awesome Pods, on Twitter at Awesome Pods. And don't forget about the numerous other shows on the Awesome Podcast Network, such as Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, the Jesse Sigley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, and the Republic City Report with Tim Bridgewater-Binder. All those on awesomepods.com. So go get them. Get them all. And tune in next week for another delightful horror classic as we sink our things into Fright Night. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Rain, Trey Harris. Thanks, man. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! On Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods. 